0: Today's program is brought to you by Dell Expert Network. Designed for MSPs and IT consultants whose primary business is managed services, the Dell Expert Network is a one-stop shop solution that rewards and educates members who purchase from Dell on behalf of their clients. With shortcuts to services and support and a dedicated account manager, the Dell Expert Network makes business engagements easier. Learn more at www.dell.com forward slash expert network.
1: You're entering the MSP
0: Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP
1: Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver.
0: We're talking about passwords, we're talking about user authentication, we're talking about how do we as MSPs be safe and secure and yet stay functional and efficient in largely work from home environments and that's, that's kind of our topic today. And uh, who better to join in that type of a conversation than a, uh, an, an organization that has uh, made a, a fairly big investment in the business of creating technology that makes authentication, makes safe uh, login um, practices possible, but uh, last pass uh, from LogMeIn. So I, I'm really happy to have uh, Rebecca Stone uh, from Log and LastPass uh, joining us today on the MSP Zone and, and gonna s- spend the next 20-30 uh, minutes with us talking about the state of the market, talking about what uh, what their company's doing to help uh, you know fight cybercrime and make the world in general a safer place. Um, Becca, welcome to the MSP Zone.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today to talk to you all a little bit about this uh, cybersecurity landscape.
0: It's exciting to, 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 to put it mildly. I mean, I, I know you guys are, are, you know, super busy and I appreciate your time uh, taken out of your busy day. Let, let's just dive right in. Um, in terms of, you know, this year being just in general, a crazy year, if you could just summarize for us your perspective of, of the 2020 cybersecurity landscape, you know, what, what can it be summarized? Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, what a year we've had to date. Um, so, obviously, the cybersecurity landscape has changed remarkably over the past few months. And a lot of that has been fueled by this transition to remote work. Um, so, you know, COVID changed the cybersecurity landscape literally overnight. And we fully expect that this pandemic has created a new normal of working from anywhere. And to put some of that into context, you know, when the SARS outbreak occurred back in 2003, uh, in hindsight, it's actually credited with accelerating the adoption of e-commerce in China. So similarly, we fully expect that coronavirus has accelerated the adoption of remote working, but on an even larger global scale. Uh, Pre-COVID, about seven percent of businesses offered remote work. Um, even though the interest was there, employees wanted the flexibility, of the technology to support remote work. Uh, was mostly ready. Um, very few companies took that leap of faith. Um, so then COVID hit, and now we have 300 million working outside the office. And post COVID, I think we're expecting that over 25% of the US workforce will continue to work remotely, uh, while many more will have the hybrid working environment. Uh, so the question then becomes with this move to you know remote work and how 2020 has completely shifted what are those cybersecurity risks that are a result of that?
0: Yeah. So, so it's not, that's interesting. And I really thought about it because, you know, we spend our time in the channel we're, we're we're worried obviously about the state of managed services, but yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. There's a, there's a larger e-commerce growth trend and story there, which which is ultimately good for managed service providers because that e-commerce boom is going to need to be protected. Um, and that kind of sets up our, our discussion for today which is we have kind of a channel and then a end user or a non-channel perspective to this which i'm interested in your in your thoughts on both of those i'm i'm reading here a, a statistic that you know from cyber defense magazine that says 43% of cyber attacks are targeted at small businesses uh i, I mean that I, i'm shocked at that but then i think about it and i think I shouldn't be shocked. Maybe I'm, I'm, I should be happy that it isn't bigger than that. What, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. Um, I think I'm a little surprised that too, but what we've done and what we've heard in some of our research um, that the reason why we're seeing such high number of cyber attacks targeted at small businesses. Um, and in fact, this has increased year over year um, is due to the fact that small businesses tend to have fewer security protocols in place. Um, And many may be seen actually as gateways to breaching or hacking larger companies. Um, So one example that's pretty uh, popular in terms of that relationship is the target date breach a few years back, I think, where hackers stole a reported 40 million credit cards. And this was actually linked to a successful cyber attack against a small HVAC vendor that they had contracted for several target locations. Um, so for a cyber criminal hacking, a, a uh, small business, um, can actually end up being a really nice payday, um, for a successful attack.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I know you guys are, are incredibly passionate about, um, cyber hygiene and about the, the proper use of, of passwords and, and password hygiene, passwords, uh, policies and, and everything that involves, you know, user authentication. Um, do, do you separate uh, out the the adoption or the usage of of your technology within the MSP community versus the end user community? I mean, do do you have any data that suggests that you know um, that one is different than the other?
1: So I think what's unique about MSPs and and one thing that they need to keep um, their guard up is cyber criminals have now realized that they actually you can have a bigger payday when they successfully hack a MSP. Um, and that's because, you know, as an MSP, you really hold the keys to the castle. So you manage many businesses and you have the administrator access to clients, networks, their applications, their file shares, all of their most important assets. So one MSP hacked can mean holding hostage, hostage, many more business. Um, In fact, also from uh, dark reading, uh, we saw that um, that in 2018, the average ransom for an MSP was around 10K. But in 2019, the average ransom exploded to over $700,000. So this this trend is something that we're seeing cyber criminals realize and take advantage of, uh, which is why I think it's even more crucial for MSPs. Uh, in order to protect not only their business but also their customers, to take a cybersecurity first perspective.
0: Uh, you know, th- when when you when you say that statistic about that a uh, ten thousand to seven hundred thousand uh, over seven hundred thousand dollar average ransomware demand, that th- it really is staggering. And more to the point, it's it's debilitating for many small businesses, including many small MSP operations. D- is it an overstatement? To, to place so much emphasis on password management, password policies, and, and general user authentication hygiene? Uh, because it, it really does impact everything, does it not? I mean, it's at the core of, of good online cyber hygiene.
1: Yeah, I do not think that enough um, attention can be put uh, on passwords-related risk. Uh, every year, Ryzen does their state of um, state of data breaches, um, and every year, password breaches um, result. Or eighty percent of data breaches are a result of either password reuse or using weak passwords. Um, so eighty percent. So if you're really looking to shore up your cybersecurity posture, uh, it's impossible to do it without really addressing this password problem that we have.
0: So, but it's it's a solvable problem.
1: Uh, it, it is a solvable problem. So, passwords, you know, they're pain to manage for both end users and for admins uh, and MSPs. But through technologies um, such as uh, password management um, and identity access management solutions overall, so solutions that you know contain things such as password management, single sign-on, and multi-factor authentication. Uh, you're able to diminish the number of passwords that your employees need to your employees or customers need to manage um, but at the same time you're also able to provide them with a tool to ensure that they're using strong passwords and sharing strong passwords securely
0: with with a um, with with such a high statistic as what you just recounted about about the the sheer overwhelming percentage of of these data breaches that are coming from misuse of, of a of a password or or a login um, authentication process that does the sudden change to work from home caused by the, the global pandemic do, do you have any data to suggest that that we are on the verge of of another big wave of attempted data breaches or you know where are we? I, I don't expect you to know everything, but do you, do you have any data or inclination of where we are in that fight with those remote users?
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, the move to remote work really changed the whole cybersecurity landscape this year. Um, and it's difficult to exactly predict where we're going, uh, but we can look at what's happened over the past few months um, to perhaps gain some perspective and insight into what could be coming next. Um, And what we do know is that, you know, with the move to remote work, we saw cyber criminals feeding into the chaos. Um, So we saw ransomware attacks, such as phishing and malware, surge by 148 percent since the start of the pandemic. Cyber crime reports in the FBI's Crime Complaint Center have quadrupled, Um, and the U.S. Federal Trade Commission recently said that Americans have lost over $12 million to scams related to coronavirus since January. Um, so I think overall there, there is a need to be concerned and a lot of times these cyber criminals are capitalizing on, you know, the uncertainty, um, and the fear in their messaging, um, in order to take advantage of employees, um, or users, um, to, to, uh, download either their software or fall victim to a phishing attack.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I realize this is a leading question, but is it, it is it an overstatement or an understatement to, to say that th- there's really no reason not to use some sort of password management slash multi-factor authentication. And, and those are separate, right? I mean, do, do you, do you, I, I know that LastPass pass ha- has a, a pretty good, you know, array of, of features, but do you separate out password management from the multi-factor authentication component?
1: Uh, so I think we would recommend businesses to use both. Um, in general, so password management's great for, you know, making sure your passwords are random, long, complex, um, so you don't have this issue where, you know, if your password is um, involved in a breach or a set of credentials is involved in a breach, then uh, it's now available for the dark web and those credentials on the dark web are also your passwords, you know, to your work um, email account or to your work uh SharePoint or collaboration tools. Um, So I think that password management does a great job of reducing those risks, but we always recommend that multi-factor authentication on top of uh, key logins is very important just to apply that second level of authentication and ensure that, you know, you know who exactly is accessing uh, your different applications or websites.
0: And and there's... So, so it's two components, but but the, it doesn't stop there. I mean, you, you guys have a lot of features that go beyond just storing and, and implementing strong password policies. I mean, you, you could there, there's a there's a whole array of of secret um, note taking or secure note taking, I would call it, uh, w- which is a definite feature of, of your platform.
1: Yeah, I would say too. So the two others I think are features that are super important for you know, protecting against this current and changing cybersecurity landscape. Um, One is a single sign-on. So it's really important to understand who has access to what applications, as well as be able to capture logs of those accessing um, for either audit purposes, but also just so you have peace of mind knowing that only the employees that should be accessing certain applications have access to them. Um, So, for example, this could mean that at your company or MSP, uh, only the technicians who are allowed or require access to certain customer applications are granted access. Uh, And then, you know, when that employee leaves or an employee joins your firm, it's very simple to grant or revoke access. Um, So, I think having clear access structures is also really important to ensuring that you're protecting against these risks. Uh, The other thing that I want to call out that we've heard a little bit from MSPs is something that they struggle with is the sharing of client credentials. Um, So how are you able to take access to a specific client uh, account, portal, admin credentials, and ensure that it's only shared with the teammates that need access to it? And then if a teammate leaves, you can revoke that access um, to ensure that those credentials aren't at risk. So Uh, we've heard... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was
0: going to say, so, th- so it's not just end user management. You're, you're actually talking about internal MSP operation, so operational security.
1: Yeah, I think that it's essential for both. So for MSTs, it's important to protect, you know, their client credentials, um, ensure secure sharing, as well as protect their customers. Uh, but then by also ensuring that, you know, MSTs customers have some sort of identity access management solution in place, uh, they can also reduce their customers' risks.
0: Do you believe that we are, I don't want to say winning the war, but do, do you think that the message is getting out uh, to the MSPs uh, about the opportunities that they have, just going through the things that you listed just, just a little while ago, that there's a multitude, probably half a dozen or so, managed services offerings that, that could be delivered through a single piece of technology? Do MSPs get that, in your opinion?
1: Um, I do believe that we're starting to see the tide turn, and especially with the this increased cybersecurity risks uh, with the move to remote work, and Charles, uh, some of your previous um, conversations about, um, you know, MSPs uh, becoming more uh, governed by um, uh, by state and federal uh, entities. I think there's an increased focus on cybersecurity in the MSP community. And I think that also the value, understanding the value of being able to fully protect both the MSP and their customer uh, with one solution is is something that we're hearing resonates uh, really well uh, in the community.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I do wanna t- turn a little bit about, about what you guys have been doing uh, because I, I think a lot of our members uh, may know about you as an end-user product, right? As a product that has been out there for, for quite a while. I mean, LastPass, amongst the other the many other LogMeIn products that you guys create uh, and 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 offer, LastPass ha- has a fairly, I mean, not fairly, a very well-known um, following globally as a password management platform. But but this year was kind of a major change uh, with with your MSP strategy. Could could you maybe talk us through a little bit about what what that involved for those of you who didn't go to MSP World this year?
1: Yeah, so LastPass, um, as you mentioned, we're a brand trusted and loved by both personal businesses. Uh, we have over 25 million users and over seven seventy thousand companies using LastPass. Um, so we offer both these, as Charles mentioned, you know, personal but also business solutions. And this year, we actually launched a MSP solution of LastPass, uh, so the MSP solution provides our MSP partners uh, with the tools that they need to uh, grow your business and gain incremental revenue uh, while we de- while delivering what we know to be best-in-class security to both our MSP and their customers. Uh, so we've made a few changes to our LastPass business solution uh, to really fit uh, the solution to the needs of our MSP partners. Uh, so first... Um, We uh, granted uh, multi-tenancy or we built multi-tenancy into the product. Uh, So our MSPs have one central place where they can go and add customers accounts to the LastPass provision, LastPass to their customers, um, set up their LastPass accounts, uh, add users, all their different administrative functions can be accomplished with one login. Uh, We also rolled out flexible billing um, so we heard from our MSP partners that they really wanted to be billed how they were billed, uh, which is monthly based on consumption. Uh, so we set that up for our partners as well. Um, and then finally, we developed a bunch of training resources to ensure that our MSP partners have the information they need to service uh, themselves and their customers. Uh, finally, uh, like you mentioned, Charles, and we were talking about, last LastPass, we really believe that in order to promote cybersecurity at the MSP, they need to be able to you know, use LastPass to protect their own passwords as well as offer it to their customers. Um, so due to that, we also offer MSP partners a certain number of um, uh, licenses, uh, complimentary licenses for them to use at their MSP in order to be comfortable with the solution, get to know it, um, as well as in, while protecting their own MSP security um, before they even offer it to their customers.
0: so so what you're saying is there's literally no reason, no excuse not to have strong passwords and strong user authentication.
1: Definitely. I think I think with all the trends we talked about today, um, it's 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 time for you know passwords to to be managed um, for for MSPs.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like your program. I, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I mean, for, for those of you out there in the audience who work for an MSP, um, Becca, what's the best way to, to reach you guys to take advantage and learn more about your MSP program and, and maybe even take advantage of those free licenses?
1: Yeah, it'd be great if, uh, you visit lastpass.com slash channel partners uh, and on that form, you can, on that website, you can read more about the LastPass MSP solution as well as fill out a form if you're interested in learning more. Um, so once again, that's uh, lastpass.com slash channel partners.
0: Yeah, and I, I keep coming back to this as, as kind of a, a two-pronged issue. And one is we need to get all MSPs using better, stronger password management and multi-factor authentication i i think that that and there's a there's a hidden gem in there as well that you brought up becca about the the internal best practice of dealing with you know shared administrator accounts which is a very common um you know it's a very common uh, phenomenon within managed services and how service desks you know have to handle um you know remote access into um customer objects uh, I think that is a whole issue. And then you've got an entirely different issue of the MSPs taking a product like LastPass and then incorporating it into their tool set and delivering a a pretty comprehensive list of, of identity and, and access management solutions to customers that, And we all need it. I mean, it's so easy. It's not it's not particularly expensive and it's it needs to be implemented.
1: Yeah, it's definitely those two prongs. So it's protecting yourself as your MSB, but also, you know, giving your customers a tool to help them increase their cybersecurity while also giving your business perhaps a new revenue stream.
0: Yeah, so I mean, what what did we miss? I mean, it, it it's it's the stakes are high, right? The the cyber crime is real. We all know that. Uh, the pandemic has driven challenge and opportunity our way. It's it's preventable, right? It's not complex technology. It's 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 very easy to use, and it has a um a, a prophylactic benefit that is is really powerful for for a nominal cost and and. You know, I, I personally think it's it makes going just to regular websites, logging in, phenomenally easier. I mean, wh- why why manually write in your passwords when you could just have it autofill and and remember it for you, right?
1: Yes, that's that. As an end user, that is my favorite thing about LastPass. Um, as a cybersecurity uh, geek, I love all the other stuff. But as an end user, being able to fill my passwords. Uh, securely, um, and easily with complex random passwords is, is my favorite thing about LastPass.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I appreciate you, uh, hopping on, uh, the MSP zone, Becca and sharing, you know, kind of what, what you guys have been up to. Uh, I'm imagining you guys are going to be incredibly busy for the next, for the remainder of the year. And then definitely into 2021 as we continue to, um, you know, wrestle with these issues, but, uh, for all of you MSPs out there who have not, uh, you know, Taking a look at LastPass, definitely encourage you to do that. Take advantage of their their complimentary programs. Give it a whirl. Um, you, you have nothing to lose, and um, you know you might actually you know do yourself a favor and your customers, and 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 make yourself a lot more secure. Um, Becca Stone, thank you very much for coming on the MSP Zone and sharing your uh, your wisdom with us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This is Charles Weaver for MSP Zone. We'll see you next time.